Hello everyone, my name is Jack and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 58 and it is Sunday. As I mentioned yesterday, I was originally planning to go to a water park with a bunch of friends today, but as it turns out, the plan has changed. This is one of those times where some people were sick, other people just didn't feel like going to a water park today, and the weather was a bit rainy this morning as well. So in the end, no water park, and what we did instead is we made a new plan. There is the new James Bond film coming out or has come out recently. And so we're planning to go and watch a movie instead. Which brings me to the title of today's episode, The COVID Time Tax. It's obviously different in different parts of the world how much COVID and the pandemic has affected people's ability to plan and plan out their lives and execute on their plans. But just this morning, it became really obvious to me when I had a limited amount of time where I planned to get some work done and then podcast about my work that I did <laughs> in just a short, very short time window. Um, and I thought, you know what, it's, it's, it's going to be easy to just change the plan. We're just going to go to the movies and all I have to do is check out the, the, the time when the movies are showing and you know, broad, broadcast that to the group of people, see who's in. And, that, and that's that, which is the way that it used to be. When you want to go to the movies, you, you either plan if it's going to be you know, sold out, if it's going to be like a huge thing, which let's, let's face it, is not really happening so much anymore these days. Um, and if it is going to be sold out, then you probably pre-book your tickets or whatever. But ordinarily, ordinarily, you don't even have to worry about that. Ordinarily, you just check when the time is and you just go. But it's not like that anymore. Now here in Bali, in Indonesia, we're, we're going through a transitionary phase where there's government regulations called PPKM and they're changing PPKM's rules constantly trying to you know, optimize them and, make, and roll out new restrictions or, or uh, make things more fair, make, you know, make amendments, make adjustments, and everything's always changing. Everything's always changing. There's some malls here where now you can't get in if you don't have the vaccination. And of course, being a foreigner here, you're not high on the priority list of getting the vaccination. Uh, when they're initially vaccinating people, it wasn't even possible to get the vaccination unless you had a, a residency permit here in Indonesia. So now it is possible, but again, still a lot of people don't have the vaccination yet. And you just flat out cannot go into one of the most popular malls in, in Bali. So there's a lot of questions like, can we even get into the mall? And, you know, then there's checking out the information between the movie theater and what they're saying is their COVID requirements. And then there's, but then the movie theater is inside of the mall. So then you have to check the information for the mall as well. And everything's in Indonesian and, you know, they don't have WhatsApp and you, <laughs> And if you want to call them, you need to get credit. But nobody has credit on their phones anymore because everyone uses the internet and everyone uses WhatsApp for like 90% of things. So it's kind of a mute point to buy like minutes on your phone plan here. And so it's difficult to call them and 
you know, I ended up spending two hours this morning just hunting down information about what's the situation. Can we even go to the mall? Can we go to the cinemas? Um, checking the website, checking the Google, checking for reviews, checking their Instagram. And that is the COVID time tax. What used to take just maybe a few minutes and a quick conversation with your friends now takes two hours. <laughs> and I do it once now, but the thing is that the situation is always changing as well. So the uh, the time tax doesn't really stop. It it's it's still there in a, in a small way. Maybe maybe not so much now that Delta has kind of ripped through and it's not such a big thing anymore. COVID cases are starting to drop down really low again. Maybe we're going to see a, a period of time where life gets back to being a little bit normal again uh, as the cases are dropping and optimism seems to be creeping up. That we might be we might have a brief intermission of normal life. But um, yeah, anyway, that was that was my kind of frustration this morning. I am still going to, so, so the plan is that someone's going to go and scout ahead and that's going to be me. I'm going to go and scout for the group. Um, I'm going to go, you know, an hour and a half before the movie's supposed to start and then I'm going to see, I'm going to check out the whole situation and we'll see what happens from there. So I got to get the podcast done, got to get it posted, and then I'm going to go and scout, <laughs> scout out the the mall. Progress update for today is that Harry and I have been just talking about our leadership MVP, uh, sorry, our leaderboard MVP. Uh, it's how we're trying to verify that the leaderboard is a, a hit concept that in the app. The leaderboard will will be something that people want to use. They want to compete. If you took it away from them, then they would be sad. Um, and we're trying to do that. We're trying to verify that manually by using a something. Not many people know about Coda. I talk about Coda. It's like Notion. Everyone knows about Notion. It's like Notion. So it's kind of like a Notion table where people submit their videos and then we place them on the leaderboard. And then at the end of the period, there's going to be some kind of celebration or something um, we haven't figured out exactly how we're going to do it yet but we're doing a leaderboard we're doing a handstand leaderboard <laughs> and it's not going to be in the app right now it's going to be on a website or in uh, in the coder document and i didn't know that there are some handstand competition videos on youtube that went kind of viral uh, which were pretty interesting there's one where there were 200 applicants and the longest handstand was over 17 minutes long, which is crazy long. And I think it might even be close to the world record. Um, out of the 200 applicants, most, most about 50% dropped off after one minute of holding. So it was pretty cool to see, get some data on the average kind of ability levels of people who are who would even consider competing in a handstand longest hold competition. Uh, <laughs> um, and then reading the comments of the video has been helpful as well and, and made me realize I, I should just do more of this because this is great kind of like product research and market research. Like most people, first of all, cannot even do a handstand, but people who even practice handstands some of the time 
are happy if they can hold for just a few seconds, like less than 10 seconds. Most people who practice handstands are happy with that. And so that's, that's a good metric uh, to have that the, the average person cannot hold a handstand for more than 10 seconds. Um, and then maybe, maybe out of everyone who can even hold a handstand, 1% of them can hold for more than a minute. And so in that, in that regard, the leaderboard would be a pro level feature unless we segment it into leagues where you're only ever competing with people who are of similar ability to you. I think that could be potentially a good way to do it. Sort of like how Duolingo has structured their products with leagues, although Duolingo's leagues are not really based on ability and skills, but more so based on how much time you spend on the app. So that is that today. Jack's hack is to embrace imperfection because the emotional burden of not doing so is too damn high these days. And what I mean by that is that things don't always go as planned. Like today, my water bomb, water slide, water park plan with a bunch of my friends. Um, didn't go to plan. And that's okay, actually. Because I actually do this. This is kind of a mantra of mine now since, uh, since last year, really, is that... Um, okay, let me tell you a little story. So I've been someone who starts a lot of things and doesn't finish a lot of things in my life. And the reason is because not because the, the, the things that I start are not good ideas. I think everything that I actually start and put time into aside from just having the idea, is a good idea. But in order to finish something, it, it, it requires a measure of consistency, dedication, commitment, you know, um, skill, effort, endurance. It's not easy to finish things. And I've, I first of all found that having this mantra of like embracing imperfection helps me a lot with finishing things because when you spend too much time fussing and fiddling over the tiny imperfect, imperfect things, then it, you spend way too much time and then it, you kind of lose momentum and you just don't finish things. And the only reason is because you're just being blocked by this, this need for things to be perfect. That's in projects, that's in work, but then in life, embracing imperfection is about, um, you know, it's about people, it's about relationships, it's about gratitude it's about um experiences it's about you know it's it's interesting like another example i guess would be reading the reviews of a business and looking through like all these four and five star reviews and people love it people love it people love it but then there's like one person who's like two like a one or a two star review who's like just focusing on the negative like this was wrong and that was wrong and you know like the the ac wasn't cold enough and the the this the customer service agent took too long to talk to me or something like that. And you can just see the difference between, you know, the mentality and the mindset is that it's like, it's easy. It's, it's easy to see what's wrong in the world. And I get this when I, cause I, I'm kind of obsessed about user experience. I think about it all the time when, it, whenever I'm like in a, a business or like a restaurant or something i always and because i really appreciate it when it's when it's well thought out and well well designed 
But when it's not, I always notice it as well. I think, oh, they didn't, they didn't really think that through very well. And it, it stands out to me. But it's also a double-edged sword because when negative experiences or potentially negative you know, design aspects are always standing out to me, it's very easy for me to focus on the negative and not, and not see what's good, not see the positive. And so that's also how, where this mantra comes in. It's like to remember to like embrace the imperfection because everything has imperfect qualities in it, everything. And that somehow life is still miraculous and beautiful despite that, you know. And that's, I think that's the, the beautiful thing <laughs> to remember. That is always something you can, be, um, you can have gratitude for, you can be grateful for. So, yeah. Embrace the imperfection. Remember, remember to be grateful for what is actually good because there's always both. Always, 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 always. And it's up to you to choose what you focus on. So that's it for today. Today's Sunday. I am excited for the next week ahead. I think there's going to be some great things coming out of it. And thanks for listening. I'll, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.